Hello, and welcome to episode two of the podcast. Um, last time we went over how we don't let go or don't keep holding on to something that might stop yourself from following God's plan. And and also we talked about how we need to let go of our sins. It was a, it was a good episode, I think. Y'all should check it out. But... I appreciate for y'all taking this time to hear me listen because, you know, I'm just some random kid just talking on this podcast. And thank you. And we're young saints. Today, I'm going to be over. You can rest now. So, hope y'all enjoy. Again, thank you, fellow young young people, and also fellow humans. Honestly, we're all gonna be someone that's you know we're all classified as humans. And you, it, by the way, in the title like young saints, you don't have to be a child or young to listen to this. But. I believe that God's using me to use this podcast to touch other people. And I wanted to talk about the topic of you can't rest now. Now, remember, or right now, let's say like your parents told you to do some yard work, backyard work. Of course, you don't want to do it, but like that's your, that's your parents. So you're going you're gonna to do it. And you do it, and then after that, you know what? You feel like, I'm going to do extra work. So you did extra work around the backyard. And after that, your parent, your dad, was astounded of what you've done. Now, I know a lot of us or people are unlucky to not have those type of parents to be that welcoming but let's i'm gonna let you know that the god we have and the lord we have can be that parent you are missing follow him so during this backyard your parents say oh you know good job and hey guess what you did all this man just go rest go have just go you know you can do whatever you want just just be just rest now you've done the work now, I feel like that's the image I, like, put in when I see God sending Jesus to do something. Now, Jesus' work was way be- way bigger and way, like, more heavy than just us doing yard work. But it has a two and two together because... They are, like, doing yard work, and then God's, like, the dad is sending Jesus to work on it. Remember, they're all, like, people. That's the thing with the Holy Trinity. It's a confusing topic, but that's what makes it so great. It's just like how we we believe that God created everything on this earth. It's confusing, 
but it shows off how great he is. So, I want to talk about throughout his life, throughout Jesus' life, right? So, all of us, all young, even old, everybody human, if you're a Christian and you believe that Jesus is our Savior, most of us or are trying or maybe you give yourself the label Christian, but you don't try a lot. But that's the thing about the Lord. His love, he loves you so much that he doesn't care that you aren't immediately doing all the works. Because the Lord is patient. God is patient. And he does not want to feel make you feel like you're just a slave to him. Because the Lord, he loves you so much. And... The, the whole idea of God's love is like entire eight-hour podcast. So and so we could just go on and on about how God's love is so strong. So I'm probably going to get lost in that topic if I keep talking about it. But all you need to know that is even if you're not, you're not, it don't matter. Oh, well, it does. Well, if you know, you know what I mean. But anyways, we as believers of Christ... We try to strive to be like Jesus every day. And, of course, we can never reach the perfectness and how beautiful that sun was. We can never. It's just not going to happen because it's in our human nature. But God wants us to strive to be like Jesus. Jesus wants us to strive to be like Jesus. The Holy Spirit, the Helper, wants us to be like Jesus. And, as you know, like I said, how Jesus kind of was like the backyard work, even though his was much heavier. But, throughout Jesus' story, how he did so much work for his plans. He was an obedient child to his father. He did everything. He did everything God told him. And... I think we downplay how big that Jesus went through all the temptation of the world. But a lot of us downplay that. Do you know how hard? Because here's the thing. A lot of times what I think would happen to Jesus is that like Jesus was like giving. God gave Jesus a, just like an extra Web an extra like up his sleeve that like Jesus could never fall into temptation. That's why he went through it. But like he like he he couldn't feel it because God gave him that. No, it's not what happened. Jesus was a person, and he was feeling the same temptations we have. That is an obedient child, and none of us could be like that. Like I said. We can't compare ourselves to Jesus. He's too big to be trying to compare yourself with him. But I like to turn to Matthew fourteen twenty-seven through thirty. Now, you don't got a Bible, or you did you try to download the Bible app? I would suggest. But if you have the Bible app, 
then I like Tanner's to Matthew 14, 27 through 30. So I'll let you turn to it right now, and I'm turning to it just with y'all. So Matthew, Matthew is by, uh, before Mark and right after Malachi. So try to look through that. So as you're turning through these things, keep thinking about how Jesus and how crazy that was that he was able to go through all that temptation and he just didn't fall into it. That's an obedient child that we need to strive to be like. Alright, so I'm taking a good bit. Uh, Alright. 27 through 30. So, like again, Matthew 14, 27 through 30. All right. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to the, you on the water. Jesus, that hesitation, nothing. He was like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'll have to prove to you. No, Jesus didn't do that. He said, come, come. He said, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So, here's the picture, all right? Jesus. They're in the middle of a huge storm. And they, like, all of them are afraid. And Peter got stuck in the water and almost, like, he was drowning. And, like, be downplayed that he was just swimming, but, like, he was, he was, he was drowning. But God just told him to, like I said, that he had no hesitation. He helped him get up and stand on the water. Although... Distractions happens. It scared him. And guess what? He began to sink. Now, as we see this, during our works, during our, let's use our yard work example. During our yard work example, let's say we were working on the backyard, but then you saw a squirrel. And you're like, dude, that squirrel's crazy. I want to I go chase it. So let's say you, this is like a silly example, but it's just you chase the squirrel and after that you get lost and you miss out on the work and you didn't get to fulfill the work because of the distractions you got. It's kind of like how God gives the plan, but we get afraid of others and afraid of all these other things because they become an extra, a distraction. They become a distraction for all of us during that step of faith where we try to fulfill God's plan. But a way to help and a way to fix that obedience for the Lord is just to fear God. Now, what do we mean when we say fear God? Do we mean get terrified and run away or get super scared because you're scared that God's going to, like, bend, like, make you poor the next time you make a bad decision. 
That's not what God means when he's, when we say fear him. When we say fear God, we mean to give him higher up, higher up status in our life. Because we don't realize how fast idols become idols. Like I said on the last podcast, idols are something that can dominate over your decisions. And if you follow throughout that scaredness of, no, I want to do that because I'm scared of the unknown. Most of our fears is based on the unknown. So I like to point that out. Let's turn to Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1 5. 2 Corinthians 1 5. And I'll turn it to it with y'all. Uh, like I said, get the Bible up, you know. Look it up or just download it just to follow along. You don't you don't have to follow along. Because I'm probably gonna play it in the description anyway. So you can probably look at the verses there. So we said first current second Corinthians one one five. Alright. Are y'all we there now? Alright. So it says here for just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. This Bible verse took me a lot to break down, break down, break down. And a lot of the verses in the Bible, they take your knowledge and how you see it. Because not every single Bible verse is just straight into it like, oh, like, it's so easy to figure that out. And there's only one way you can figure that out. And that's not true. Almost for every Bible verse, it takes a lot to see how you see it as. So the way I see it as, and I hope y'all can see where I'm coming from, but when it says, for just as the sufferings of Christ. So what happened to Christ? Oh, if you, if we know Jesus went through the torment, torment of the world's wrath. One of the worst ways to die at that time. One of the other terriblest ways. Not as in like, oh, it was like, it was like, dang, dude, like, atomic bomb. Like, he felt every single thing. And the thing is, while he's being wronged, he didn't commit a single sin. That's how strong this God of ours, how strong of Jesus, how we play down his temptation of being angry, but he he felt anger, he felt all those things, but he endured it. So as you see, he went through terrible pain, and it comes to our lives because through our lives we like realizing God went through all that, and we, of course. Maybe not all, all of our lives we're going to go through that terrible, terrible pain he went through. And God doesn't want that for us and even Jesus. He didn't want it for Jesus either. But I think what it's getting at is that we will feel that, like, hard, like, hard times. I feel like it's saying we will go through these hard times. But also, it says Christ flows over into our lives. Also, through Christ, our comfort overflows. 
So, isn't like, it's a little confusing, right? It's a little confusing when it says, oh, our problems might be caused, might, we might be persecuted because what we believe. And persecuted doesn't always mean get, a, like, be, like, put to death or being chased for our sins. Like, just for a simple thing of, like, someone saying, like, oh, this guy believes in Jesus, he's a, a kind of, that's weird. That's, that's still persecution. And we will, and a lot of us are going through that, and a lot of us are going through way worse persecution. And we need a lot just to add our prayers to those people. In our prayers, we need to add that fact that people are being persecuted, but like badly but as we see this it says so also through our christ overflows us with comfort so god promises that we will go through hard times but again god promises us through him he will go through comfort so it's like a back and forth thing right it's like weird and like that and it's like if that's true, then, like, just let me just go through my life and just not follow what God says because, like, I can figure a way to make my life only what I want and all I want to do. And let me just live for the world. Let me live the way I want to. But here's the difference that bridges the gap. Of course, our good works and our sharing and our sharing of the gospel, it doesn't have any uh, anything to do with us going to heaven you can be a sinful terrible person be a terrible person in the bible i want you to point out someone that didn't do a terrible sin or someone that didn't sin i mean of course except for jesus but like tell me and it, it's, it's, it's hard to find a character like that because it's just hard. It's not, it's not even hard. It's impossible. But here's the thing. God wants to use us. And the difference that makes the, the comforting and the persecution worth it. Because who are we doing it for? I began this podcast explaining how loving this god of ours is and i know i can go on for hours and hours and hours about how loving this god is we have but i'm gonna just put it through this way it's belittling to say god's love is overflowing it's true god's love is overflowing but that's not even close to how much God loves us. Everything he does, patience with us, God, that's because God loves him. All those things, because he loves you. And if we live throughout our ways and live throughout and we decide to leave the Christ thing, leave it down, just drop it. And like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. Just follow everything that makes me happy. Just drop the Christ thing. You will go through 
forever dead. And that's a really, really painful topic to talk to someone about. And I get it. We all get it. I, I'm not saying I have any strength above any of y'all in my faith. Because all I'm saying is, God is the only reason why I'm talking on this podcast. God's the only one that provided uh, provided me to be able to talk about this. And we need to understand that if we go throughout our lives and we live out the way we want to live out and we just put ourselves above God, which even as Christians we do that, even if you fully love Jesus, We will fall into that. We will. But if you haven't fully committed, and not not like fully committed, but like if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, it's hard for someone to say what they're going to go through, but I'll be blunt. It's hard. Even God hates it, but he knows it has to happen. You will go through forever death. And this is not to scare you. This is not for us to say, okay, well, now, okay, I'm going to put myself in chains now. God, you take everything because I don't want to go through that. That's the way to see it. But I think what God's trying to tell you is that he is your lifeboat. He is The boat that will save you from drowning. He will let you walk on water just as Peter did. He will. That's what he wants for you. He doesn't see you as if you don't follow me, you're in, you're done. Of course, that's what what happens. But God doesn't see it like that. God doesn't see you as something just to throw away if it doesn't follow you if it doesn't follow him it he wants to stay he wants the best for you even as a christian and even as we do and even if we believe that jesus is our truly believe that jesus is our savior and we fully believe in christ christian believe that if i believe that i'm not excluding myself i'm not saying i, I am not perfect in any way If I were to even live out throughout my days getting what I want, God wants only the best for you. Because he knows the ones that thing that you want is nothing, nothing in the riches God wants to give you in your life. Nothing. So even as a Christian, just listen to this voice. Listen. To his voice and try try to be obedient me and jay try to be obedient to the lord now as we get done with the yard work and we walk in and parents say hey have a good time And hey, follow that. 
And hey, just do what you want. Once we finish our good works on this world, and then and be obedient to the Lord, God will come say, good job. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for taking on this act and being a good, obedient child. God will not go up there and say, you sinned against me and you did all these things. And um, thank you for doing that, but most of your life you did sin. God will not open your arms to you in heaven at the end. On judgment day, he'll call on your name and said, I know you went through all this hard time, but come, be exalted now in the heavens.